Hey everyone, it's the Monty Man, and you are about to take part in the experience, the strength, and the hope of this episode of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. It's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. The one thing I know about emotions is that they change. One hour from right now, you will not feel the same way. And I want to encourage you tonight that you might be in your darkest moment. You might be going through hell and high water. But I know this, it is always too soon to quit. You have a reason to live. Your best days are in front of you. Get up. Your future is brighter than your past. Get up. Your latter is greater than your former. Get up. Because the best is still yet to come. Three, two, one. Hey, you! Yeah, you! Come here for a minute. I want to talk to you. Mama says you're brain dead. Bang your head against the wall. Peace of mind, brain needs an overhaul. Bonehead, brain dead, we're all the same. You can't think straight when your heart is in pain. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down. The views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. I would not lie to you, Margie, I promise. By grace in the name of the game. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down. Well, welcome to another fine episode of the world's original recovery talk and positive music radio station, Take 12 Recovery Radio, at take12radio.com on your internet dial. There is Denver. Howdy. And there is Marv. Hey. And Margie. Howdy. Yes, and <clears throat> Dave Fleming. Affectionately known as Vid. Vid. Yes, we're all here, all together. Because we're not all there. Because we're not all there. And I'm feeling a bit, bit like this. I, I'm just wiped out, exhausted. Um, so on Saturday, uh, I was uh, via live streaming down in San Diego for the uh, uh, Recovery Happened San Diego 2020. And then zipped back up here magically for spiritual emphasis for Adult and Teen Challenge. Um, so I'm just exhausted <laughs> from being live streamed all over the place. <laughs> uh, but no, so both events were uh, were really well attended and uh, it, they went great. Oh, and then I got to MC the 2020 Adult and Teen Challenge Spiritual Emphasis Olympics. That was fun. <laughs> That's an experience, probably, huh? Watching guys uh, roll cabbage across the gymnasium floor with their heads—that uh, was that was one of the events. Uh, Who nice. thought that up? I don't know, but not this, heads of uh, cabbage. Wow, <laughs> two heads are better than one. I yeah, guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was and the marshmallow thing where you had three students. We we we, we took these masks, right? That people are wearing. And we put these oversized rubber bands on the ends of them and then put marshmallows in the middle of the mask, pulled the mask back, and then the other guy on the team had to catch it in his mouth right on the other side of the gym. Mm -hmm. And it was great because we thought, man, these are great elastic, and they're going to fly. Basically, they went, boop. (laughs) And they went about five inches away. (laughs) So, yeah, wonderful. Good stuff. But anyway, busy weekend. The Monty Man is uh, is uh, literally, uh, I'm pretty wiped out. Um, so uh, pray for me. I need a, 
a rejuvenation button or something put on my on my arm. Um, so welcome to the show. Uh, this week, when you feel like giving up, uh, we're going to be uh, talking about that. Uh, how are you guys doing this week? Uh, uh, Denver, what, what's going on with you, man? Smoky. Smoky. Yeah. Mar- Marv, Smoky in your area? Pretty much. Margie? Smoky? Also Smoky. Yeah. Dave? Smoky? Smoking. Smoking. I was trying to think of a word, uh, smoky and foggy at the same time. I know. Smoggy. Smoggy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, that doesn't really apply. Yeah, when they said it was foggy out this morning, I kind of giggled and thought, nah, it smells like smoke to me. Yeah, so so uh, the Willamette Valley has the worst air quality in the world right now. Oh, good. We're yeah. on the map. Yeah, there's lots of fires going on, but because of our valley and the way things get trapped... It's nasty. I, I noticed leaves weren't moving at all this morning when I got up, and I'm going, "Ooh, it's pretty stagnant out there." Yeah, it's it, it's uh, it's definitely pretty rough out there. Stop! Right oh there. no! It's time for Man's weekly wine. Yep. Here we go. Um, usually, this is something that I'm totally powerless over, and I just like to whine about it. But this is a bit serious. And there is something you can do about this. And <clears throat> I'm going to uh, refer to the movie review on PluggedIn.com. Now, if you want a good, fair analysis, family-friendly analysis of, of, of movies, um, you really need to use PluggedIn.com. It is, is very accurate. It gives even the worst movies. It gives the positive, the negative, the different contact tent. Uh, to the movies uh, so you can make a judgment call on your own and uh, what I'm whining about uh, this week is something that is very disturbing have you guys heard about this new movie on Netflix called Cuties oh yeah Yeah, you've heard about it yeah Yeah. I I, I saw this morning that Netflix is saying they've lost nine million dollars yes and they're going to lose another customer I already checked I already booted them disconnected a month ago Yeah, um, and that's 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 part of the solution to this is if you boycott Netflix, uh, maybe they'll get the message. But let me just read this to you: Cuties on Netflix. It's clear. Uh, it's about a, it's about a girl um, who who has a Muslim family, and she is in rebellion uh, towards uh, her Muslim heritage. Her name's Amy. Um, it's clear that the Cuties, which is a dance team. These, these girls are like 9, 10, and 11 years old. Keep that in mind, okay? It's clear that the cuties have learned their sexualized moves from watching older girls and women dance both in real life and mostly on social media. The cuties show Amy a video of teenage girls dancing in crop tops, short shorts, where one girl's bare breast is momentarily exposed. That girl goes to their high school, which obviously means she's being depicted as a teen. Throughout the movie, Amy learns how to twerk and thrust. She watches hypersexualized YouTube videos and music videos and tries to emulate every move that she sees. Amy even teaches the cuties how to twerk and perform other sexualized dance moves while rolling on the floor and thrusting. Amy shows the girls how to do this by example and later by grabbing their rears, moving them and spanking them, we see crotch grabbing as well. When Amy's older cousin realizes that Amy has stolen his phone, he asks for it back. She refuses and thinks that by seducing him, she might be allowed to keep the phone. So she unbuttons her shirt and pants, but he stops her horrified. This shows a common thread that the girls are taught to believe that they could and should use their bodies to entice men and find acceptance. The more that Amy posts sexualized pictures on social media, the more she receives likes and affirmations and wants to post more. This goes to an extreme level when Amy uses the phone to take a picture of her genitals and post them on social media. We don't see the actual picture, but we do see her pull down her pants and underwear to take the pic. Amy does this in a moment of desperation to try to gain more attention and more likes to her group. One classmate demands Amy, be, uh, yeah, demeans Amy because of the pictures, slapping her backside in class and claiming that he's justified because of the way Amy has already objected, objectified herself, and he calls her a whore. 
Others at school asked the other cuties for similar pictures. The girls learned uh, various seductive faces, bite their lips and fingers, as well as running their fingers up and down their bodies. Up-close camera shots show the girls' rears and other body parts in uh, several separate dance scenes throughout the movie. They wear high heels, short shorts, and crop tops. They also wear thongs and bras atop their clothes. At one point, the girls get caught sneaking into a laser tag business. When the older men try to restrain the girls from leaving and ask for their phone numbers to call their parents, they yell out, child molester and pervert, to get away. The men let the girls go, but not before Amy twerks to distract them. One of the men looks creepily at the young girls, obviously enjoying what he sees. The cuties make it clear they do not want to be viewed as young or innocent. Once the girls video chat with a teenage boy with their video shut off, asking him if he'd like to touch their breast. He blushes and one of the girls turns on the camera. The young man is horrified when he realizes the girls are so young. The cuties force Amy to try and video a teen boy urinating to get a picture of his private parts. The girls also flirt with a group of teen boys, lying and telling the boys they are 14, when in fact they are 11. One of the cuties finds a used condom, not knowing what it is, blows it up to look like a breast, sticking it in her shirt. When her friends tell her as they scream, AIDS people have sex with that, and as a result, she probably has AIDS too. They then proceed to scrub her mouth out with soap. After jumping an older teen girl in the park, Amy is tackled and the girls pull her pants down and film her while she's in her underwear. Teen boys are present as well. The cuties make fun of Amy's rear and breast, calling them flat. The cuties watch pornography on a phone, commenting enthusiastically on male and female genitalia, as well as sexual positions and bodily functions. Uh, one girl talks about how a boy's anatomy smelled, and it's implied that she had sexual experiences with him. The cuties' final, truly hypersexualized dance routine in a competition finds them once again mimicking just about every sexual pose and movement you can imagine that they've seen in videos. The crowd roars approvingly at first, and the judges seem to be encouraging the cuties. 11 years old. So my question isn't so much Netflix or the producers, and by the way, this is a French filmmaker who has made the statement that we need to be able to love who we choose to love. Okay, so, but my, my question isn't even about them. Where are the parents of these kids that are being allowed to be part of this? Well, Where, Where's mom and dad? It, and that, it, it even goes farther than that. Our society, the, the, the Hollywood and, and things like that have made this like the norm. Yes, like they're normalizing it. You bet they uh, are. Social media has done the same. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll uh, block people from, you know, uh, uh, stating their opinion about politics or something, but yet they'll allow this stuff to be shown. Right. Uh, and, and, and worse. And so it's a reflection, unfortunately, of how our society has been and how they view women. Uh, unfortunately, and little girls. Yep, and little girls. And then you add in the fact that now they passed that uh, legislation in California about it's okay to uh, have sex with like as uh, what did they say? Uh, somebody told me about. I think my wife was telling me about um, like an an eighteen year old can have sex with a, an eight year old or something, right? That's that's just insane. it's the whole, the whole man boy love as, movement. As yeah. long as they consent, a, per, a, a child that young can, can cannot consent. consent. They are incapable of consenting, regardless of what their words say. You don't that's even not understand. No. but things like this that they show on Netflix or other mm-hmm. shows that are even regular TV is things are shown that's that are that's acceptable that children have more access to some don't have access to Netflix. Yeah, it is uh it it is it is it is beyond d- disgusting but it is being normalized. And what's this got to do with recovery? I'll tell you what it's got to do. We are producing uh children of trauma. We're producing that. And people that have been trauma traumatized, 
tend to lean towards some form of medicating that trauma. And then you have an entire community of people that become addicted to mind-altering substances, and then it goes on and on and on from there. Um, and, and the parents of these children, shame on you isn't even strong enough language. I mean, I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm just like, you, you ought, your, your children ought to be removed from your homes. I, I, the thing that irritates <sighs> me is that this has been going on for a long time, and why does it take this for people to get outraged? Remember that uh, yeah. John Benet Ramsey? Sure. Remember when that was shown? They yeah. were doing the same thing. Yeah. She was, what, nine or maybe even younger than that? And they, you know, why wasn't this uh, uh, as much outrage then as it is now? Yeah. I don't know, brother. I just, um, yeah. So uh, the solution, uh, I don't know that this is the final solution, but I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm like, I am all in favor. Kill your uh, TV. Boycott Netflix. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, there's right. there's no amount Throw of healthy stuff the that window. they can put on exactly. there to balance it out. There is, there is I mean... You have you are promoting pedophilia. You are uh, uh, you're just throwing little children under the bus. Uh, you're you're horrible people. Uh, there you go. And are we powerless over it? No, we we've got to take a stand. We've got to take a stand. Um, I'm just uh, I'm flabbergasted by it. Well, there you go. What do you think, Marv? Uh, <laughs> you don't want to know what I think. I, I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> Stuff you know, like uh, that makes me sick to my stomach. It just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you. So, so the deal is, uh, uh, those of us who have gained some kind of, of 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 healthy state of mind in our recovery, you know, I don't. I this this doesn't speak to any political side or or anything. This is just basic human decency. Come on. And if people in the recovery community can't stand up and say, no, we're not putting up with this, uh, after what we've been through, after the things that we've been subjected to and the inappropriate sexual behaviors and abuse that we've gone through, if we don't take part in standing up, I don't know who's going to. Um, And the faith community as well. Come on. All right, uh, enough said about all that. Uh, we are going to, uh, I didn't want to meet, bring anybody down, but this stuff needs to be made aware of. And there are people that, I mean, I was talking about this to somebody yesterday. They had no idea. So there are people that, that simply are, aren't aware that need to be aware. All right, uh, when we come back, uh, we are going to tackle this topic, when you feel like giving up. Don't go away. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down. Hey, everyone. Listen, dozens of massive wildfires are burning out of control in California, Oregon, and Washington, forcing thousands of people to leave their homes, many with only a few minutes' notice. Well, the American Red Cross is on the ground helping those affected by this unprecedented situation. It's critical that those in the path of wildfires listen to the advice of local authorities and evacuate immediately if asked to do so. To find a safe place to stay, listen to local officials for evacuation guidance, including the nearest temporary evacuation point. You can also visit redcross.org or view open shelters through the Red Cross emergency app. If you don't have access to a computer or a smartphone, try calling 211 if this service is available in your area. Or call 1-800-733-2767. To find a safe place to stay, call 1-800-733-2767. One more time, that's 1-800-733-2767. Six seven, stay safe, my friends. Hey, check it out! You can now access all of our shows from a variety of podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, Podomatic, and Player FM. Simply search for Take Twelve Recovery Radio, and you'll be tuned into the best in recovery broadcast journalism. Also available at Take12Radio.com.
right, welcome back to the show. By the way, uh, if you would like to, to make some healthy movie choices, and you are at a loss of, uh, especially when theaters open back up, I think some theaters are have opened back up, right, with limited access. Uh, Marsha and I were driving by one the other day. I think it was in Corvallis, and they were open. Um, but if you if you want to look at some healthy choices for your family as far as movies, I know that some G and PG movies can be real cheesy. I, I get that. Um, but there are some really good, high-quality movies out there. If you want to read some really well-balanced reviews, uh, please go to PluggedIn.com uh, for you to make your choices. Uh, I, I highly recommend them. Re- recommend them. Okay, so the topic this week is when you feel like giving up. Now, listen, um, with all this stuff going on in the world today, things like what we just talked about, you know, with the COVID stuff, with the with the political uh, race, with everything, um, especially if uh, you're experiencing difficulty in your recovery, it can feel at times just like thrown in the towel, right? I mean, it's just like, what's the use? I mean, the world seems to be going to hell in a handbasket. I mean, what is the use? Let, let's just... Uh, Let's just forget it. Let's just call it a day and forget it. And and I'm telling you, no, this is the time we need to press in like never before. Um, But it is true. There are times, right, that we feel like chucking it. We just do. It it just happens. And we feel like giving up. Um, So so there's there's a a bit of a solution that I want to share to that and kind of a method uh, to help us with that. One One of the problems that 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 we hear a lot is you can go to seminars, you can go to conferences, and you can hear about all the things, the way we should feel, the way that we should believe, et cetera. But nobody tells you how to do that. Stop being sad. Be positive. Stop complaining. Don't worry. There's one, right? Stop worrying. Well, how do you do that? Just don't. Just stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> you know, Bob Newhart... <laughs> Right, a Bob Newhart version. Yeah. yeah, just stop it. Just stop it. Um, it. It's not always as simple as that, but sometimes there are some si- simple solutions uh, that we may have never tried, or maybe we have, but we gave up on those. Uh, and so I'm going to be uh, uh, sharing what I truly believe is something that we need to practice in order not to throw in the towel, but I'm going to save that towards the end of the show. So let's talk about this feeling like giving up. Let's start with Denver. Denver, Eric, ever feel like just saying, heck with this? I have plenty of times. Sure. But uh, I find it when I get into that mode, I recall how good I really do have it and how bad I had it before. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I know the situation. If I pick up and use again, things will get bad they don't always get bad immediately you know mm. but it will start its decline again mm-hmm. and i'm thankful for how good things are i mean i got my aches and pains and everything else going on but life's pretty good and uh, i try to always uh, pull that up if i'm feeling discouraged or something going no it's not that bad mm-hmm. they take a look around i'm doing pretty good yeah yeah so yeah. try to stay positive but there's been times in your life where you did say heck with it, right? Oh, plenty of times. Like yeah. I said, there's, just, I just gave up sometimes and said, I'm going to run, and it's going to be over. But it never ended. It just got worse. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Margie, how about you? Feel like giving up? I know you've been kind of through the ringer in the last month, right? Yeah, you know, my, my recent relapse. Uh, yeah. <sighs> While I was in the actual process of drinking, I just, you know, I gave it up. I'm just like, what the heck? I'm just... Right. What difference does it make? I've been through this for 30 years, and I'm just a loser. You know, there's a lot of self-talk that goes on during those times, negative Mm -hmm. thinking. and um, But I don't know. I've just always, fortunately, I think because of the grace of God, really, um, just kind of... Well, I've actually had a lot of help from people that love me and support me, but I've I've got back back up, and I'm gonna keep always getting back up. Um, uh, I just can't give up. I can't let this disease win. I can't let negativity win. Uh, I have so much 
actually to be grateful for, mm-hmm. just like Denver was talking about. You know, I, I actually do have a lot of good things going on in my life. And um, I just know that uh, for me, um, I have to do a lot of prayer and and uh, turn my will and my life over to God because I know he doesn't want us to worry. He doesn't want us to be anxious. Um, it just takes a lot of work, but I just can't give up. I just refuse to give up. Yeah. Life's too good. It's a blessing. Every day is a gift. So you, you're taking a stand, right? You're yeah. Saying, you're saying no. We're we're yeah. not we're not giving into this thing. Exactly. Yeah. Marv. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I, I remember when you moved to Eastern Oregon, mm-hmm. right? And, and and a whole process of stuff happened, and you were feeling pretty blue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Feel like giving up course yeah it's part of our human nature right but you did it seems like the thing to do is just give up yeah so how how did you rise above that well i'm not too sure i'm above it right now okay (laughs) (laughs) but but you're you're still sober you're still sucking air you're still you still show up for the show yeah Maybe uh, that's it, right? We just still keep showing up. You know what? You cannot, I don't think, uh, you cannot go through uh, spiritual awakenings. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, a large part of that come through uh, AA. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just, it's just a fact. Sure, sure. But you can't go through that stuff without having this little dim light bulb go off in your head in the back of your mind when my deal is depression. Uh, Even then, that thing goes off and there's that little glimmer of hope. And that's why I'm still here. And Margie nailed it. It's God's grace. Yeah. So, you think that that's that's in and where the power is, is the grace of God. Well, it's in God. Yeah, yeah. Um, to the power to to keep putting one foot in front of the other it certainly doesn't yeah. come from us, right? Right. Well, the thing about it is, is um, the messages I get, uh, whether I'm reading the Bible mm-hmm. or whether I'm going to an AA meeting or whether I'm reaching out to help somebody else the message is always reinforced you know there's a lot of power in observation and if you're looking around and really thinking about what's going on you can see it yeah and when i get down and out i can see it in that little dim light in the back of my head Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes Within hours, I can come out of it. Sometimes a couple days, right? But uh, thank God, I come out of it. Um, our our friend, uh, our friend John Hill, who who's this is a guy that uh, whose home was is right in line with the fires in Lincoln City, right? And I talked to him the other day. I and he's evacuated, and I said, "Wow, so you've been told that your home may not be there in twenty four hours." And his attitude just blew my mind. It it was all well. You know what? It's just wood, and we got the family. You know the kids. Everybody's where we're at a friend's house, and we'll just uh, figure out what we're going to do when it's time to figure out what we're going to do. And you just move on. And I'm like, wow, that's that's amazing. Now I know deep down in his gut, he's probably sick to death, but he's choosing to verbalize it in a way to create his own world. You know what I mean? God spoke the world into existence, and, and we can do that, too. Uh, Dave, what about you, man? Uh, ever feel like throwing in the towel, buddy? I was just, you know, thinking as everyone's talking here, is like, I think for me, it's, you know, there's been times, I think, I, uh, mine's been more episodic. Uh, like, you know, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I'd rather just sit and drink. But ever since, you know, we talked about this, the psychic change that happens. Yeah. And I think ever since then, like with Mar, what Marv's saying is that there's that, 
there's a part of us that, you know, we can't go back to where we were. Mm -hmm. So we have that little voice in the back of our head saying, you know, go back, do what, uh, do what you need to do. Go help someone. Yeah. Um, I always, I've always been kind of a spiritual person, even when I was back living on the dark side. Sure. Hey, and I, for whatever, whatever you want to call it, I get these little things that pop up in my life every day that remind me that there's a, there's a power greater than myself that's Mm -hmm. in control of things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm at peace with, you know, even though the, the, it seems like there's, there's destruction and chaos in the world. Yeah. Um, I'm at peace because I know that there's a, you know, power greater than me that's in control of things that, you know, we're all going to be all right. Things are going to uh, work themselves out. Don't know exactly how, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I feel confident in my spirit that things are going to get better. And so I'm not, I have no fear. I'm just trying to, you know, press forward in any way I can. Yeah. And remind, you know, I, I'm reminded daily that to ask for help. Because I, and there's times where I just want to unplug and, you know, turn on the TV and just watch some stupid TV show. Just veg. I, I, I you know, interesting enough, I've been watching a lot of like Law and Order and Chicago PD lately. Mm-hmm. And they have been showing a lot of things that have related to like what's going on in the world today which I find very interesting. And and these are shows that were recorded years ago. Yeah, these right? are all, yeah. you know, these are all re- repeats. But they talk they're talking about, you know, uh sex trafficking and minors mm-hmm. and all that and mm-hmm. like you were saying the trauma we're creating these children with trauma. Mm-hmm. And I was like somebody said that one of the shows one of the actors I think you know, this person has gone through this trauma. They need help because otherwise they're going to, if they don't get help, if they don't, right? they're going to, you know, turn into a drug addict and they're going to prostitute themselves or, you know what I mean? That's that kind of that trend that happens if people don't get yeah. help. And I think just in things like that, it reminds me that, you know, I am able to help other people and I'm able to do something different and, Whatever my part in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of this is, mm-hmm. I just need to make sure I show up. And and I I think that is the uh, the huge piece in our recovery circles. I mean, you know, in step twelve, right? When all is said and done, when we we've, we've got gone from one to twelve, what is the last thing we're talking about? We're talking about as a result of this this spiritual awakening, as a result of these steps that we did. Now we go out and practice all these principles. What principles? The ones in step one through 11 and 12. And what is one of those principles? Taking the message of recovery, of hope, of love, uh, serenity, of helps, of encouragement, and all that to people that still suffer. Why do we do that? Right? Because in doing that, we really help ourselves a great deal. Right, Dave? Right. And I I, I just want to add this we don't have to be you don't have to have completed all 12 steps to, to help somebody to help, help somebody That's you could right. be on step 2 and go help someone that just got sober today absolutely you can so don't sit there and say well i can't do anything cuz i'm not right. there I'm yet not on 12 That's yet, the so. biggest thing i always hear is like i can't do i can't do that stuff cuz i'm not there yet i don't have any experience i well, can't give you a ride to a meeting cuz i haven't even completed step 1 yes you can <laughs> right you know, I can't. I can't pour coffee. I can't, you know, do this or that. I mean, the I can't thing. Yeah, we got to get outside of ourselves, and, and and when we do that, so that is one of the that is one of the solutions, right? That is one of the things that we can do when we feel like giving up. That's one of the answers. Do something for someone else that is less fortunate than you. There will always be people less fortunate than you. We have a neighbor right next door on, uh, if you're looking at our our home, they're on the right side of our home. Uh, They're incapable of taking care of their yard. So we're working on uh, getting him connected with our yard guy. 
Now, we could sit back. I mean, I can't do their yard. Marsh's Mar- Mar- allergies can't do because of that, can't do the air. But we have a yard guy, and some people wouldn't even do that. But we're handing him the business card. Here you go. This is our yard guy. He's really good. It helps the yard guy, who's an amazing guy. It helps our neighbor, and it's a very simple act. What's it take? Not much. Right. You know, if it's something small, let it be something small. You can you can work up to bigger stuff. Um, so I want I want to play this. Uh, this is really encouraging. Um, there's several people talking here. One of them is uh, Steve Harvey, and I really like what he has to say. Mm. Check this out. Some of you are in the darkest of darkest valleys. I don't know what you're going through, but I know what you need. Hope. And I want you to know that beautiful things can come from your broken pieces when you give your broken pieces a chance. It is okay to be scared. It is okay to cry. But giving up is not. I just want you to know that it's not the end. It matters how you're going to finish. I don't care how dark it looks for you. I don't care what they have said to you. I don't care what the verdict is. I don't care what the haters say. It ain't over. No matter what happens to you, it ain't over. Ain't no such a thing as over. Do you know, man, that you can actually mess your life completely up? You can jack it all the way up and you can turn around and get it right. Do you know that you can be divorced multiple times and still be okay? Do you understand that you cannot have a degree and still be just fine? Now, whatever you've been through, whatever that is, guess what? You're still here. You have a great life in front of you. But your great life is in front of you. It's not behind you. Everything you're going through is preparing you for what you ask God for. You just got to quit tripping while you're in the process because the process is necessary. You may not see it now, but when he gets you on the other side of it, you're going to see exactly why it went that way. And you're going to be okay with it. Pull yourself together and quit tripping because you're in the process. God is processing you. He ain't through with you. If he was through with you, you would not wake up in the morning. When you feel like giving up, don't. When you're thinking about giving up, don't. When it look like you ain't going to make it, keep going. When they tell you you can't, come on, man, who are they? When they tell you to put all your stuff back on your desk, don't do that, man. Don't do that. When they tell you you're not going to make it, don't believe them, man. Don't believe them. you got to be real. And I'm saying to you, what if all of us took that attitude after we face a rejection and a no or we have a meeting and no one shows up or somebody say you can count on me and they don't come through. Nobody believes in you. You've lost again and again and again. The lights are cut off, but you're still looking at your dream, reviewing it every day and say to yourself, it's not over until I win. The harder the battle, the sweeter the victory. See, what you become in the process is more important than the dream. That's far more important. The kind of person you become, the character that you build, the courage that you develop, the faith that you're manifesting. Oh, it's, it's something that you get up in the morning, you look yourself in the mirror, you're a different kind of person. You walk with a different kind of spirit. And people know that you know what life is, that you have embraced life. You knew it was hard, but you did it hard. I just get goosebumps. The harder the struggle, the greater the victory. We don't see it that way when we're in it, do we? You know, but we we can, we have to, what do you say? You have to be relentless. You have to be relentless. Through, through loss of, of, of loved ones, 
if your house is burned down, your property is gone, there are people I know who have lost their homes, right? If 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 your child has has been killed, I mean we've had a lot of people killed as of the last several months due to political issues and COVID and rioting and you know, if you've lost your business, if you've had a relapse and then you've had another relapse. You must be relentless. You cannot give up. The time to give up certainly isn't when you feel like giving up. You can't do it. Because the end result is the end. And as long as you're sucking air, there's hope, right? Always. And there's somebody out there that needs what you have. There's somebody out there that needs to hear your story of how you felt like giving up and you didn't. And once they hear that, maybe it won't be the last breath they take. You know, we are here, we, we are here on this planet for more than sobriety. That's the hook. We are here to be of maximum service to God and the people he puts in our lives. All of us are, whether we realize that or not. And the sooner we learn that, the sooner we lean on that power, right? And that's the key. And I, 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 want, I want to read this story to you. Um, this speaks to the solution of this thing. This is one of the tools that you can use when you feel like giving up. This comes from uh, the Gospel of Luke in chapter 11. This is Jesus speaking now. He says, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. And you continue to knock in his door, stating that a friend of mine has come from afar and I have nothing to set before him. And from the inside, the answer comes, Do not bother me. The door has already been shut and my children and I are in bed. I cannot give you anything. Then Jesus says, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything, yet because of the other's persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. We must be persistent. We keep knocking. We keep asking God. We keep falling to our knees and asking God for help. We don't stop. You know that saying we have in the rooms, right? Don't give up five minutes before the miracle. I can just see Jesus saying, come on, knock one more time. One more time. Come on, keep coming keep coming. You're almost there. And then we drop it and we go, oh, forget it. No, 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 no. You can't. So he goes on to say, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. And by the way, he's not talking about prosperity. He's not talking about paying your bills. He's not talking about getting that boat you want or any of that kind of stuff. He's talking about the spiritual life. You ask and it'll be given to you. You knock, and the door will be open to you, right? And he, he refers to this spiritual life right at the end of this. Whoever seeks will find, and him who knocks, the door will be open. Now, suppose one of you fathers, so he brings it to human level here, right, so we can identify, is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake, would he? Or if he asks for an egg, he's not going to give him a scorpion, would he? If you then, being evil, being human, being selfish and self-centered, right? You know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So he's talking about asking for the spiritual life. That's where our strength comes from, everyone. That, that's If we're powerless, we need a power, right? That one is God. May you find him now. That's what the literature says. Why now? Because there's a sense of urgency there. Right? But you must ask. You must step forward. You must press in. You must keep it. And, you know, the Apostle Paul says, I have to die to myself daily. This isn't a one and done. This is every single day. We must ask and we must be relentless. I think that's that speaks to uh, what we do in recovery. You know, uh, there's times when people give up, want to give up because... 
feels like they're you know we're told to share our story right right uh share our experience strength and hope well i've known known people that have well it's not i don't i'm not seeing anything right i'm not seeing any results i'm not right i don't see that i'm helping anyone i don't feel any well, different and part of that is, is because you're trying to see that right yes instead of do instead of just just doing it and mm-hmm. right don't give up um and i just as you're you're speaking i'm i'm hearing you know this this uh experience play back in my head about going to a meeting and sharing a story and then the guy comes up after the meeting and says i was planning on killing myself but i decided to i remember there's a meeting here and now because i listened to you and other people right i have some hope and now i don't want to kill myself those are the things you know that happened and that was somebody that came up and said something right how many people are in don't the say, room that don't say exactly anything? and you know for me i think you know god knew that i needed to hear that yeah for whatever reason at that point yeah and so even if it's to share it right now right mm-hmm. and so i i that's why we say don't give up because we are you don't there's a benefit in not only helping others by helping others but you also get the benefit of you helping yourself right right yeah. a lot of people don't understand that like how how is that i'm not you know if that person doesn't give me money or they don't say thank you how does that help you know how, you know what i mean why yeah. should i do it yeah 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 uh scripture says mm-hmm. that if you want to be great in god's kingdom learn to be the servant of all the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Right? You give of yourself. But you can't do it on your own power. So here's the solution. Where do you get the power? You ask for it. Every day. Right. Every day you ask for it. You keep knocking every day. Every minute sometimes. Right? you got to move forward and keep asking. Because let me tell you something. There are people in our world. There is enough to keep us hopping and give of ourselves every minute of the day. There's there's way more people. You can't put them all in your day. So you're going to need the strength. You're going to need the power. And it's not going to come from sitting around drinking bad coffee, talking about the fact you can't pay your bills during a 12-step meeting. It's going to come from God. Now, is it going to come through other people? You bet. Right? But we have to carry this message in the rooms. We must, that we don't give up. Those of us who have had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps that are carrying this message to the addict or alcoholic who still suffers, that, that we're actually doing that. So Margie, you, you, you experienced a relapse and then a relapse after the relapse, and you're here today in this studio. You had a well-meaning person tell you not to do that. That's true. Give up for 90 days. Yep. Give up, Margie. Yep. Throw in the towel for 90 days because you don't have any business sharing your experience, strength, and hope for 90 days. Shame on that person. That person needs to step back from doing whatever service work they're doing. They need to give up for 90 days and work on their recovery. Oh, I'm hot about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, really? I, I uh, was pretty, pretty shocked to hear the response. And Yeah. You know, I know that I have... Um, I have a lot of experience and a lot of hope and strength because here I am sitting here sober right? to um, share with other people. And if I can help just one person out there that maybe is going through the same thing, that maybe has had recent relapses and are feeling like, you know, what what's the point? You know, why don't I just hit the bottle? I mean, right. if I can help one person, then that's why I'm here. Yeah. Instead of, okay, go to your room for 90 days. Yeah. Go sit in the corner for 90 days. Yeah. Shame on you. Bad girl. Yeah, exactly. Where in the heck is that in the literature? No. Right? Yeah. Marv, what do you think about that? Come on now, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I was thinking about what you just read. Yeah. And a uh, question popped into my mind, <clears throat> not so much for me, but maybe for other people, is uh, if Jesus talks about that stuff how can he prove he did that prove it to me you know i'm mm-hmm. from missouri right show me the show me state yeah <laughs> yeah so i believe you said that come out of luke yeah okay what also is in luke that demonstrates 
uh, obviously the crucifixion demonstrates that. But mm-hmm. before that time, I was just talking about this the other day, Christ knows he's going to be crucified. Right. He knows what lays ahead. And what does he do? There's a little sentence in Luke. It says, he set his face toward Jerusalem. Ah. Knowing he was going to die on his way to Jerusalem, he is serving other people. He's healing people and ministering to them, even though he knew where his path was going. Right. And, And that's, you know, I don't know about anybody else, but when I'm in depression... The last thing on my mind is reaching out and helping somebody. Right. You know, and <clears throat> I don't think that should be um, helping somebody uh, shouldn't be uh, something that uh, everybody approves of. You can only do what you can do. Right. And I've discovered uh, through my experience that uh, to the world, if the world was looking in mm-hmm. and um, and I do something to help somebody, um, it's not necessarily going to be approved by the world. That's right. It's, but you do it anyway. But. I do I do the best I can. Right. Again, it's not going to meet the approval of the world. That's right. Obviously, Christ walked towards the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, what he had already done and what he was doing was not really approved by the world. Well, even his apostles, where are you going? What are you doing? Are you going to leave yeah. us? Yeah. What's up with that? So, yeah. Um. Yeah, good word. You know, I, I, somebody was saying something the other day about a good Christian, mm-hmm. and I, I told him, I said, you know what, uh, that's a false statement. It sure is. I am the not. The human condition <laughs> is we are not inherently good. No, our natural thing is to get depressed and shoot ourselves in the head. Right. And you see it more and more and more because people don't have hope. They don't realize how valuable they are. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. No, that's (laughs) (laughs) wonderful. Denver. Yeah. What do you think about what do you think about this? I mean I I know I know you have felt like giving up before. I and you have given up before. I've given up too before, right? And it, 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 it never it never played out well. No, no, it never does. Yeah. Uh, hope is a wonderful thing. It's a miracle. Mm-hmm. When when you hang on to hope, yeah. you know, good things will, will happen. You know, press into God, keep that faith, and uh don't give up. Yeah. Hope keeps you going sometimes through times when you're ready to give up. You say, I'm over, I'm done. Right. But hope, if you hang on to that, will get you through, and you will see a miracle. Yeah. So there's people listening to this show right now that uh, are living in despair. Um, I got several emails when I made a short little video clip of what the show was going to be about today. Um, there, there are there are people that they're they're right on the edge of giving up, and they said we we really want to hear this show. We really want to hear what you guys got to say. Um, which tells me they still have a glimmer of hope because they're holding on, right? Um, I am, um, I'm, I'm feeling, my body aches because I'm so exhausted right now. It even crossed my mind last night to not do the show today. And I thought, nope, can't do that. Can't do that, right? You got to press in. Now, there is a time for, for rest. There's a, right? There's a time you got to take care of yourself and rest. But there's also a time when you think you're done and you are nowhere close to done and you need to press in because somebody else's, their hope may be at stake. And and you've got to put one foot in front of the other and, and do the next right thing, you know. Um, 
And so I, I'm really glad that we did this show this week. Uh, you know, the whole title to this is when you feel like giving up, get up and get out. You know, there's a story of Peter in the boat. And we criticize Peter a lot because he got up out of the boat and then he got out of the boat. He got up and then he got out. He put he put action to what he was doing and he walked on the water towards Jesus. Right? And then we then we beat him up because he, he, he took his eyes off Jesus, looked at the storm and, and he sank. Right? And, and there is a lesson there. When you take your eyes off God, you're liable to sink, right? There's a lesson there. But you know what? The guy did it. He got up out of the boat, he got out of the boat, and he actually walked on the water. Let's give him some credit here, right? And I'm not saying that that your solution uh, is to go out and, you know, fill your bathtub up and walk on water. But what I'm saying is get up and get out. Get off your blessed assurance and go get out. Sometimes it may be just showing up. Just showing up. And then God will give you the words to share. Or maybe there's somebody that's going to need your hug, your handshake, whatever it is. Don't give up. Don't give in. It is not the time to do that. Our closing song this week is by Karen Taylor Good. It is a great song um, that really is applicable to this whole topic. And we're going to close out with it. And it's simply called Get a Bigger Pan. Check it out. I was standing by this fisherman Out there on the bridge He packed small one after small one Put him in his little fridge Then he caught himself a whopper And I watched him throw it back I couldn't help but ask you do that. He pulled out this little skillet and said, see, it wouldn't fit. It was none of my business, but I couldn't help but wish. He'd get a bigger pan, get a bigger pan. When you got big dreams, for heaven's sake, don't throw those dreams back in the lake. It's not that you can't have it all. You've just been dreaming way too small. Get a bigger pan. Than I can count Every time I felt unworthy Ran myself down I'd get afraid And wouldn't play What I had there on the line Thinking that the big fish Couldn't possibly be mine But there's another fish to fry And there's another day Next time I hook the big one I won't let him get away I'll get a bigger pan Get a bigger pan Big dreams for heaven's sake Won't throw those dreams back in the lake It's not that I can't have it all I've just been dreaming way too small I'll get a bigger pan Get a bigger pan Uh-huh Okay, okay I've got it figured out For self-esteem as well as dreams and Positive music of Karen Taylor Good. Listen, you can get more of her great music on Amazon Music, also available on iTunes. Listen, if you're feeling like giving up, this is not the time to throw in the towel. How do you learn to deal with difficult situations? By being thrust in the middle of them. That's how we learn. 
Press in, my friends. Keep putting one foot in front of the other, doing the next right thing. And remember, you can't do it alone. You need to be in the middle of the herd. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man, along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>